The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show presented to you by SB Nation and a big blue view. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. And today we are continuing our list of favorite NFL draft prospects today, transitioning from the offense on Monday. Now to our favorite defensive players to wrap things up. We've got six guys today that we're going to be discussing, guys that we absolutely loved when we watched them on tape, think that they would be incredible fits with the Giants, or just in general, specifically one of these guys probably wouldn't fit too well with the Giants considering the amount of guys at his position on the team. But overall, just watching these guys being so dominant, being able to step in and being able to contribute right away. Speaking of being able to contribute immediately, Chase Young has to be the first guy that we're going to talk about on today's show, the edge rusher from Ohio State. One of the Heisman runner runner-ups uh, received multiple votes for that award and was incredibly productive in his final year at Ohio State. So that production, more often than not, will translate for pass rushers into the NFL. You can't find a guy that has no sack production and expect him to be able to do that in the league. But with a guy like Chase Young, the amount of sacks he was able to rack up against pretty good offensive linemen, well, that's going to find its way in the NFL. Yeah, it it can happen that guys who are not terribly productive at the college level do blossom in the NFL. If I remember correctly, JPP, he wasn't terribly productive at South Florida. Uh, Daniel Hunter was not terribly productive at LSU. But a lot of that is also coaching, landing in the right situations at the NFL level, and then realizing really incredible physical gifts. Chase Young has already realized that. He he is a rare athlete, but he is also really polished for a guy coming out of college. Maybe not as polished as the Bosa's were coming out, but he's probably better off technique-wise than, say, Miles Garrett or Jadavian Clowney were coming out, while being a somewhat similar height, weight, speed freak as those guys are. It's pretty crazy to think of how he can compare to those guys and be able to step in and disrupt opposing offenses right away in this league. And he talked about how he compares to them athletically. 
that stuff is very close. But sadly, we don't really have any numbers to put beside his name because he didn't get to test during a, a pro day because of all the situations that we're dealing with right now with uh, coronavirus and COVID-19. But besides that, though, talking about his technique and his pass rushing skill set and arsenal, he has already been pretty polished. We saw him do a lot of different things in his career at, in college. So him going as the first non-quarterback off the board is more likely than not because of what he can bring to the table, because of his ability to step right in and not really need a ton of coaching to work on things that he hasn't really hit because his ceiling's high, but he's already not too far off from where he can be. Yeah, he does actually still have upside. Stephen White in his breakdown of Young, uh, for those of you who don't know, Stephen White is a former NFL defensive end. He played for University of Tennessee. He played in the NFL. Now he does breakdowns for SB Nation. The first guy I believe he looked at this year was Chase Young, and he does believe there is still upside to be found in Young, mostly coming from polishing and developing his tools as a pass rusher. So that is kind of scary to to think about, that a guy who was just incredibly productive just lights out for most of the season that he could still get better and he's already probably the best prospect in the draft our next favorite player and you'd have to be crazy not to think we would not talk about this guy especially me not trying to include him on this list that is isaiah simmons linebacker from clemson clemson the athletic freak big tall 230 pounds around six foot four managed to still run a 4.39 at that weight. Huge vertical too, 39-inch vertical. He is your do-it-all linebacker, a very rare prospect that you can get at the linebacker position that can cover. He can rush. He can do anything you need him to. He can cover receivers, tight ends. He has that size comparison to match up with bigger guys. Wherever you need to put him, his athletic makeup makes him such a rare prospect in allowing defensive coordinators to be creative and use him on multiple spots. More likely than not, he's probably going to be an outside linebacker or a, a will linebacker based on whatever scheme that you can put him in. But besides that, though, he is scheme and formation versatile because of that athletic skill set. You can't look at him and say, well, he, he doesn't do this one thing well enough or he's not a, a good athletically in this one f- specific thing, so you can't really use him here. Everything he does is enough to really put him into most positions and get him out on the field for a a number of different scenarios. Yeah, really, the only things he doesn't do really well are things the NFL doesn't really ask linebackers to do a whole lot anymore. You know, he's he's not a downhill thumper. He's not a Takeo Spikes type inside linebacker where he's really more of a smaller defensive tackle who can come up, pop a center in the chin and make a tackle in the run game. But NFL linebackers really aren't asked to do that a whole lot anymore. His game is really perfect for the modern NFL where you have to deal with offenses that are weaponizing spacing and really focusing on using passing game concepts and combinations to put linebackers and safeties in conflict and create numbers advantages. And between the amount of field Simmons can cover and the number of different roles he can play in a defense, you know, be it 
inside linebacker, outside linebacker, strong safety. He could even probably drop back and play a bit of free safety. He had an interception doing that in the playoff game against Ohio State, where he basically rotated from a kind of deepish middle linebacker out to a a cover two safety and came up with an an interception. It It was incredible to watch. And so just all of those things he can do, that just allows a defense to do that much more. Yeah, when we're talking about prospects in this modern day and age, it seems like for a lot of positions, you're talking about how a guy moves in space, and Isaiah Simmons does fit that current modern mold for a defensive player because instead of needing to thump at the line of scrimmage and initiate contact and all that stuff you talked about being old school, you want to see what he can do in space. And in terms of how he is in space, he can move freely. He's very, very quick. All that stuff is exactly what you need in your modern NFL linebacker. Our next guy is another linebacker on our list and a guy that we really love. That is Zach Bond, linebacker from Wisconsin. Edge and potentially moving to off-ball linebacker. Very twitchy guy. And if we're just looking at his uh, athletic measurements... He ran a 4.6540, had a 7.03 cone, and a 4.31 short shuttle. All that stuff, super twitchy for an edge rusher, despite him not being uh, one of the biggest guys. Yeah, he's a little bit undersized for an edge rusher, just 6'2", 240. That's, there have been guys about that size who have been successful. Uh, OCU Manura is one who stands out from you know, Giants history. Probably Elvis Dumerville, another guy like that. But his football IQ, the just the twitch in his game, his ability to move around, play in space, as well as be sudden in a rush, he's another really versatile guy. And also, he's a guy we have seen the Giants express some interest in. You know, before the scouts and coaches got pulled off the road, we know the Giants were at Wisconsin's Pro Day, and we know that Brett Bielema was working Zach Bond out. And the two had dinner and went over tape the night before. So we haven't gotten too many indications on who might have caught the Giants' eye. But Bond is one we have seen them spend time with and show a distinct interest in. And the thing with Bond, too, you you talked about that he is an edge and he's probably going to be moving to off-ball linebacker. Having that experience as a pass rusher, and then moving, making that transition to less of a on-the-line-of-scrimmage type of a rusher helps his game out because if he can rush the passer in spot situations, you can use him on various plays, various formations, move him around. He's almost the reverse version of Isaiah Simmons because Isaiah Simmons is this guy that you can use in space because he has background as a safety and you can put him at safety if you need him to. Well, Zach Bond's the opposite. He has experience as an edge rusher and... Um, as a stand-up pass rusher, but you're probably going to see him as more of an off-ball linebacker. So you can use him with the stuff that he has experience with. We've got three more guys that we're going to talk about today, but before we get to that, we're going to take a very short commercial break. Our first guy is someone that probably won't be a New York Giant, but if it does happen, I don't think either of us would be shocked because of Dave Gettleman's affinity for Really big, monstrous, strong interior lineman. That is Mr. Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. Enormous, six foot five, three hundred and twenty nine pounds, but still moves like he weighs two hundred and seventy. 
pretty quick feet for a big guy and also ran a 5-1-6 as well as 28 bench reps. Natural power for an interior offense, uh, defensive lineman rather. Big, explosive can, explosive, can take on double teams with pretty much ease. And I think that goes right back to putting on his LSU tape and watching what he did and wreaked havoc against very good interior offensive linemen of that LSU team. Yeah, he, he wasn't the most productive interior rusher this year, but a lot of that came down to how Auburn used him. If you just look at his box score, it, he's not terribly impressive. If you look at his tape, he was a game wrecker on the interior. He the Teams were forced to devote multiple blockers to him pretty much every snap. Otherwise, he was going to disrupt the play in the backfield. You know, he's too big, too long, too strong. And I kind of don't care what his short shuttle and three cones said. You know, he had a 8.22 second three cone and a 479 short shuttle at the combine. I kind of don't care about those because you can see the short area quickness and really impressive agility for a player his size. You can see that on tape. And if the Giants didn't already have Dexter Lawrence, I think that this pick would definitely be in play at number four if he finds himself there. Just an enormous player that takes up so much space can divert so much attention that will free up your linebackers, will occupy the center and the guard or a guard and a tackle if you need him to. And I don't think he's just your big, meaty, run-stuffing guy that you put in the middle. I think you can slide him around a little bit in the interior. He's not strictly a nose tackle because of his size. And you talked about his short area quickness. Allows him to be a three-down defensive tackle despite being this just big, almost prototypical nose tackle. But you can kind of like Quinn and Williams and like Dexter Lawrence, use him on multiple downs. He can rush the passer if you need him to. Not at an elite productive level, but having a guy like that, kind of like Dalvin Tomlinson, that maybe isn't going to hit home for a sack, but will divert attention away from your edge rushers or any blitzing linebackers, really helps out whatever you're trying to do with your scheme. A guy like that is very impactful without really racking up any of those numbers. Yeah, and just impact is the perfect way to say it because he, you can just see it on, keep going back to it, on tape, you just see the impact he has. Guys like Marlon Davidson, they might have gotten the numbers, but a lot of their production came because offenses just could not ignore Derrick Brown. He forced running backs out of their gaps and to cut back. He forced quarterbacks to either rush through their process or move them off their spot. He was just disruptive. And even though he wasn't able to get the actual tangible production, you can't say he wasn't productive because in this case, disruption was production. After Derek Brown, we have a guy that we've talked about a ton. That is Kyle Duggar, safety from Lynn Warren Ryan, another really versatile player flip version of Isaiah Simmons, a safety that if you need him to can play some linebacker because he has that size, six foot one, 217, would not be shocked if he found himself at a bit of a heavier weight when he's playing around 220 because of the way he's built. He has a little bit extra room on his frame and still be able to stay fast. He ran a 449 at the combine, had a 42 inch vertical and also a pretty impressive 17 reps on the bench. If you flip on the tape and you get to watch Duggar, you see a guy that flies upfield, 
catches linebackers at the line of scrimmage, can make plays because he is that fast and has that much acceleration, has that ability to hit that top gear quickly and track down ball carriers and make plays. And if we're just talking about from a physical makeup, he had the longest arms and the biggest hands out of a defensive back. That might not really sound that important, but trust me, it is having that extra length, having hands that big, helps with making tackles, helps with making plays, deflecting passes, making picks. There's a reason why he had a number of them in his college career. Yeah, he is just a really interesting, intriguing prospect. You know, talk about versatility, and that's kind of a theme that has come up again and again and again in the players that ha- that we've been attracted to and Duggar is a very intriguing safety linebacker kind of whatever you need him to be and like Isaiah Simmons he can be a guy who can play multiple roles in your defense who can allow you to stay in a base or nickel defense and match packages with the offense whether they go for an 11 personnel a 12 personnel uh 10 personnel, you know, whatever he can play a different role. He can, you can move him around the defense to kind of counter the mismatches offenses are trying to create. And if he can add a little bit more size and keep that speed and athleticism, which, you know, getting in an NFL strength and conditioning program, that might be almost unavoidable for him. It's just looking at him. He, he's put together and, yeah, he is absolutely big enough to play in the front seven around the line of scrimmage at the NFL. When I was thinking about Duggar, I had this thought, and I don't know if you remember, you probably do remember, Chris, a few years ago with Jabril Peppers. He was at the Combine, bit undersized for a linebacker, five foot eleven. I think he was around 200 pounds in that range there. And he played linebacker, this, this hybrid linebacker type role in his final year at Michigan. And they had him work out at both positions at the NFL Combine, at defensive back and at linebacker. And people were talking about, oh, he's a bit of a tweener. They don't really know where he fits. Is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? He's not big enough to be a linebacker. He's probably going to still be a safety and end up transitioning to that. He can't really be super versatile, but people were still talking up about how he can do both things. Well, I think with Kyle Duggar, he's fits that that conversation except he has that size there's no question about oh is he big enough to play linebacker he is you 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 can see that with with just his his height his weight and then also his physical makeup his speed all of those things allow him to be used as a linebacker in various sub packages will primarily be a safety but can come down uh can hit can bang if you need him to all that stuff because of how he's built yeah uh just going back uh Jero Peppers was actually 213 at the combine. Oh, 213. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that is just to for a slight tangent here, one of the things that is interesting to me this year is how many of these guys who even a couple years ago when Peppers was coming out would be considered tweeners. You have know, got Isaiah Simmons as kind of the crown jewel of the class in that category, but then you've got Kyle Duggar, you've got Jeremy Chin, uh Troy Dye out of Oregon, um, Taylor Muse out of Clemson as well. And there are probably an, another handful more of guys who you know, maybe a few years ago would have been a little bit too small to be you know, every down linebackers, but also just a little bit too big to be considered safeties. And 
outside of Seattle with Cam Chancellor, nobody really knew what to do with these guys. But the way we're seeing defensive defenses evolve in college and also in the NFL as offenses evolve, I think we're really more and more going to be seeing defenses that have a role for these guys that know how to use these kind of safety linebacker hybrids and get them on the field and make use of their kind of unique blend of size and athleticism. It seems to be a bit more of a popular move to talk about and draft these scheme versatile guys. I mean, 10 years ago, these guys probably would not be in the same conversation where they are in terms of draft stock, but because of the modern NFL and how defenses work and needing to keep multiple guys on the field and not having to rotate sub packages, all that stuff is very, very important for having defensive success in this league. Our last player is another safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., one of the combine winners we had he ran a 4-4-5-40 and also had a 36-inch vertical. Now, he's not super big. He's very much similar to his dad. He's only five foot nine, but that really does not hold him back from being a very good prospect. We've seen guys at that height, at the safety position, have success. Most notably, Tyron Matthew is not the most tall safety, but he still flies all over the field, makes plays, is not afraid to get his nose dirty, initiate contact, and I think uh, Winfield fits under that narrative that he might be a bit undersized, but he's not afraid to tackle. He's not af- afraid to make plays because uh, of his background and who he is as a player. Yeah, he. I think uh, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, that's a pretty good comp for Winfield. Another one that I just couldn't not see watching him is Will Hill back before he basically smoked himself out of the league, which eh, wouldn't happen now. I guess he was just before his time, but just the way Winfield Jr. flies around the field, he was just all over the field for Minnesota last year. You know, he can play a deep safety. He can play close to the line of scrimmage. He triggers downfield at underneath plays without hesitation and almost before the play even starts, he's moving. So he's got really good instincts, really good processing speed. And yeah, he's 5'9", but at 203, he I, he's not he's short but not undersized. And he does have that kind of explosive pop you like to see from a safety. He's, you know, 36-inch uh, vertical, 10-foot, 4-inch broad jump. So he's got lower body explosiveness. And he can play a lot bigger than he measures. He might be compact, but that size is not going to deter him from being successful in this league. Probably going to be a bit of a day two prospect, but wherever he ends up, he's going to be uh, impactful because of his motor and what he can bring to the table for an NFL defense. That's all we have for today's show. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We are going to be continuing to give you NFL draft content until the very day that the first pick is in on April 23rd. So continue to follow along with us as we highlight and talk about various draft prospects. If there's any prospects that you want us to talk about or have any questions, we can address that in our mailbag, which we're going to be doing every Friday up until the draft to answer any questions that you might have about those various players or possible scenarios for the Giants. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us and follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at 
Joe DeLeon, and you can follow Chris at RaptorMKII. Stay tuned for next week where we will continue our discussions on the NFL Draft.